The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. What do retail heavyweight Best and Less, UK grocery giant Tesco and Italian chocolate maker Ferrero have in common? Well, they're just a sample of the growing number of clients using an Aussie IT innovation, helping businesses decarbonize their energy supplies. Symbol Solutions. Yes, that is Symbol with a B. And it's on our radar this week. I'm really excited by this software tech. Overnight success? No. Listen in. Decide if, in fact, the planets are aligning for them now as the world pushes for net zero. Investing to make money is all about timing. So should this ASX-listed company be on your radar now? Let's find out. I'm Christina Morrissey, and it's time for Stock Insiders. You know, industrialised nations represent just 20% of the world's population, yet they account for 80% of the cumulative carbon dioxide emissions since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. Huge issue. And in 2023, there is a growing group of investors, and you may be one of them, choosing to put their money with companies that take their environmental responsibilities seriously. In fact, I think it's BlackRock, one of the world's biggest investment entities. Uh, They're only investing in companies using green energy, and that has a huge huge flow-on effect. So enter our stock for today, Symbol Solutions. They launched, I think it was 14 years ago, as a Cresta on the back of the software program created by its founder, Fatih Giha, to assist companies to decarbonize their energy use and look for greener energy options. 2009 was a very different world in terms of attitude to decarbonization. We'll find out more about Symbol and the creative selling terms Fatty had to employ to initially get his forward-facing product into companies. Fatty, welcome to Stock Insiders. Hi, Chrissy, and thanks for having me. Hey, you're the boy from Perth with a real passion for improving things. So how did you get into IT and software solutions? Because I have to say, this rumour had it, you were actually wanting to be an astronaut. (laughs) Very true, very true. Actually, I um, well ended up studying civil engineering at Sydney University and while on campus, um, got recruited and joined Accenture, a uh, tier one consulting company. Spent a few years with Accenture working with fairly large companies on business process re-engineering and came across the SAP uh, global German software product, which w- was used by large corporates to standardized business processes. And that's where my passion, I guess, came to to the fore around how could I help smaller businesses improve their processes and become more sustainable both economically and environmentally, but without necessarily having to spend the sort of amounts of money required by, um, you know, larger software companies. And that's where the passion started. Uh, why did you focus on decarbonization? Um, Look, I guess I'd started reading about what was happening with, you know, economies and um, pollution, environmental issues. And even though being a civil engineer was all about growing and building cities and, you know, um, growing economies, I guess I started looking to where we could get, make use of less resources, but still grow economies. Mm. It was early days. Um I continued working in large enterprises and then in 2009 decided to um, go it out on my own. So what was the catalyst in 2009? Was there anything particular or was it just a build-up of all this, this knowledge and, and what you'd experienced? 
It was a bit of a bit, um, yeah, it was a bit of both, I guess. I um, An opportunity arose where I could see that I just um, finished a stint uh, running a US software company by the name of Velocity, focusing on supply chains. And, you know, the opportunity arose to basically build a supply chain carbon emissions reporting platform. And that was where the journey started and we built CarbonView. So how does the tech you've developed enhance businesses with the nitty-gritty? Well, I guess when when we developed CarbonView, we launched it into the Australian market in 2009. Uh, legislation for carbon reporting had just opened up here in Australia. We had a two or three really good years of that, and then a change in the political environment in Australia meant all of a sudden overnight carbon became a toxic word. So, you know, that didn't stop me. What I did, well, I pivoted and we started looking at the UK market. We knew that UK and Europe were sort of leading the way with sustainability at the time. And we launched into the UK, signed up clients there. But I kept the focus on Australia and realised that in order to grow the Australian business, we needed to change terminology away from carbon and focus it on the matter at hand that really drives carbon emissions, which is energy consumption. So we built a standalone new product focused on helping businesses reduce their energy consumption. And when they reduce their energy, they reduce their cost. So we changed the terminology from reduce carbon emissions to reduce your cost and be more uh, productive. And that's when we launched our second solution, which now is known as SymbolSense. Uh, what does what Symbol actually mean? A really good question. So when we uh, 2016 started to prepare for uh, an IPO, um, we basically went through a bit of a branding exercise and symbol stands for smart and nimble. And that was the name we adopted uh, leading up to the IPO. Okay. You kind of mentioned my next my next question I wanted to put to you, and that was how did you sell it to CEOs back in the early days? Because as I mentioned at the start, it perhaps wasn't that easy to talk to talk decarbonisation, um, sort of 2010, 2011. Um, so your selling method really was about that it's going to save you money as opposed to saving the environment. Is that right? Very much so. I think we were having conversations with CFOs and, to be perfectly honest, um, a significant number of them were what I would call middle-aged men who at the time would say, why would I care? And my answer would be, well, you may not care, but why don't you ask your teenage kids and see if they care? And it was still early days back then. Um, but as I said, we pushed through and went, let's pivot the message around. If we're selling to CFOs, let's pivot it to save energy, save money, save cost. And that started to resonate. How long did it take for the type of tech you've developed to become a must-have in operational best practices? Well, it was it, it was an intersection of a few factors, actually. We built up a customer base on the energy management side. Um, our brand started to develop. Our model or our go-to-market model developed. We realized that we couldn't acquire customers fast enough if we were selling directly into the market. So we launched with a channel model. We were selling to large organizations who had a significant customer base themselves. They incorporated the tech into their go-to-market and they took it to their customers. And as that model evolved, I guess over the last two to three years, the intersection of saving money, saving energy and reducing carbon emissions became very real. And from there, we basically... Um, I guess what I'd say re-entered the market. Yeah. You know, we looked at CarbonView. We 
uh, dusted it off and relaunched it into the market off the back of the strong move for net zero reporting. Now, is that why, because you're, you're bundling in with other businesses, what they're offering to potential clients, is that why Symbol isn't a name that we would come across or we'd hear a lot of? Yes, very much so. I sometimes, when I'm talking to partners or clients of ours, I say we're the Intel inside. We're sort of a brand that is not well known in the market because a lot of our partners, in fact, the majority of our partners who take our solution to market, white label it. So they basically wrap their brand around it. They put it as part of a service offering that they may be taking to market and give it a new name, even you know, new screen colors, etc. And that's what gets used by their end customers. Yeah, now, you, you hummed along quite happily for many years before you listed on the stock exchange. What was How did the business model differ in those early days? In the early days, I was um, the, the chief sales officer, I guess. I was the one out there evangelizing and we were selling directly to those companies that were either in, innovative and ahead of the curve and wanted to voluntarily report their carbon emissions or were driven by compliance regimes where there's legislation requiring them to do so. But it was a matter of we're a small business and we were doing well enough by a small sales team selling directly into the market. Now, you are a continuous improvement devotee, as I mentioned. What did you learn from those early days in the listing process of of the IPO? Well, I think one of the biggest lessons we learned... um, post the IPO, to be perfectly honest, was that the model did not really need to change. Um, We scaled up way too quickly as far as headcount, thinking that if we could repeat, if I could duplicate myself 10 times over, then we would get 10 times the business. And that proved to be uh, a mistake with the benefit of hindsight. We still needed to think agile. We still needed to have people who could basically multitask and operate as if we're a lean startup, as opposed to a funded um, you know, post-listing oh. company. So we very quickly had to re-optimize that and pretty much look at what was working in our go-to-market, which is channel, focus the team on selling to the channel and improving the tech. It was a combination of invest in developing the technology so that it would scale to even the broader customer base and identify those target partners who would be the ones that would help drive the success. So what's the actual structure now? Very much a sales and markets focused company, uh, headquartered out of Australia. I'm currently in London um, today. I've been here for a week or so, but basically UK is where our other major presence is and a, a development capability out of Vietnam. All right. So you've thrown off those COVID shackles. You've had a stellar last 12 months. New deals, big deals at that. Very big deals, inked. Who are they? Yeah, actually, the last 12 months have been very good for us. You know, we've been very fortunate to uh, sign up some very, very impressive names as far as partners who are taking our product to market. So the first one was Sylvania Lighting here in the UK and Europe. And they're a very well-known LED lighting company with um, clients such as Tesco and others who are basically looking for ways to save energy and decarbonize. And Sylvania is a lighting company basically decided they needed to um, improve and expand their go-to-market and their capability. They, uh, in August last year, launched SilSmart, which is really a rebranded SymbolSense platform, our energy management platform, where they're taking that as part of a measurement and verification of savings that will be achieved by deploying their LED lighting program. 
that was the first uh, major, I guess, partner that had scale as far as number of end customers. Uh, very late last year, early this year, we signed up IntelliHub, Australia's leading smart meter provider, and with over you know a million to a million and a half smart meters that they've installed into the Australian New Zealand market. We partnered with them where they're incorporating our energy management platform once again, white labeled, uh, taking it to their uh, CNI clients or commercial industrial clients, as well as their embedded network clients. So these two wins really um, led to, and as our brand continued to expand, we're involved in a um, evaluation, competitive evaluation process by one of Australia's uh, largest energy retailers, um, Origin Zero. So the business unit within Origin Energy responsible for helping their commercial customers decarbonize. And we were very, very um, uh, proud to be selected uh, by Origin Zero as their energy management platform, which they will rebrand and take to their industrial and commercial customers um, starting this month. Um, you know, and that to us was further validation that what we're doing is actually resonating with the large corporates across Australia, New Zealand and the UK who want to engage their customers on a net zero journey and the tech's being used to do exactly that. Can you explain how detailed it is, that the way that Origin is actually using your platform? So um, we're, we're really in early days. So um, in fact, today um, is the start of the training, sales tra- the training for their sales team. But basically what they'll do is um, they will send their sales team out or the account managers that work with over 15,000 odd uh, commercial industrial customers that they have in this sector and have a conversation with them about how they help those individual clients reduce their energy usage. Even though they are an energy retailer and their business model is about selling electricity and gas, they recognize that the future is in a decarbonized supply chain and a decarbonized and electrified economy. So they're getting on the front foot, they're sitting down with their clients and saying to them, let's help you understand how much energy you're using inside your factory, inside your warehouse, um, with your production facilities. Let's go behind the four walls of your business and use SymbolSense as the metering and energy visibility solution that will help you, the client, understand where you could potentially start to use less and where whatever you are using, potentially look to use green energy, put solar PV panels on the roof, start to look at batteries. So pretty much preparing their customer base to be ready to be electrified and decarbonized. And then do they intend to, to um, come in the other side there and provide that greener energy? Correct. Obviously, uh, yeah. you know, all of these organizations are looking for a strong way to engage their customers, defend their customer base and grow it. And they need to do that by getting on the front foot and recognizing that that's where the economy is heading. What level, at what level are they actually able to report where the power or where the energy is being utilised in the business? So with a lot of what we do, we're relying on underlying hardware or energy meters or submeters to actually collect the data. And we're working with a variety of partners that operate in this space. In this specific area with uh, Origin, we partner with another Australian company by the name of WattWatchers, where we deploy their smart meter, their energy meters into those customers and we're literally collecting five second up to 30 second data and providing that in our platform. So it's a very granular view of the electricity 
um, as well as gas. We do gas, water, etc. usage within an organisation. Yeah, Claudia, I'd like to hear why these last three, um, these three clients are so different. Because this time last year, you, you already had a pretty impressive number of clients, around 600, didn't you, using the program? Correct. A lot of those 600-odd clients are actually end customers of partners of ours. So we already have partners in the market who are taking our solution to their customers. The difference with the last three is the variety, the scale, and the reach they have. So our sweet spot is talking to commercial industrial customers. That's what Origin Zero does for us. Um, in Telehub, the same thing. They're basically rolled out across the Australian New Zealand economy. And then Sylvania, the approach with them is start in the UK and roll out into Europe. So we are accessing a much broader market with these three partners than we had before. Huge potential. So how much has the software improved and changed over the years since you conceptualised it? Uh, significantly. I mean, the thing with both carbon management and energy management is that you have to continue to innovate. Um, you know, so basically our development team continues to listen to the customer. The voice of the customer resonates loudly with us. We take input from them and incorporate that. When we first started with energy management, we didn't do gas, we didn't do water, we didn't do what is known as IoT or Internet of Things. We now do all of that. When you started with carbon management, we didn't cover the sustainable development goals or ESG reporting. We now do that. So you definitely can't stand on your laurels and just sit there with technology. You have to continue to get the feedback from your, from your customers and incorporate that into the product. So the, you know, we'll have listeners sitting there thinking, well, are there, surely other platforms are in this space. How are you different? I think the biggest difference we have is we build the tech for it to be incorporated by partners to take it to their customers. So it's easy, easily rebranded. It scales very well because it's all built on AWS or Amazon Web Services, and it's priced for a volume market. We'll be successful when we've got hundreds and thousands of customers using the platform via our partners. And that's that's the key thing. I was going to ask you what the goal is for 2023 and 2024. Well, we're a listed company. I'd say to you, 2023 is about us turning the corner and breaking through the ceiling of cash flow positive to uh, cash flow break even to cash flow positive. That's my goal. That's the company's goal. That's the board's goal is we want to get to that um, situation where we're self-funding through ongoing subscription revenue from our customers. That's 2023. 2024 is about doubling down on that and really working with those partners and starting to acquire new partners where we'd build on that growth. Are you feeling confident? Is, is, is the timing finally right for this, this particular product to, to leap forward and expand? I believe so. I think the timing's right. We've come out of two or three years of COVID hibernation, so to speak. Uh, this is my second trip to London in the last four months. So we're seeing significant opportunity both in Australia and in the UK. And um, yep, I'm feeling very confident. Brilliant. Fadi, thank you so much for spending time with us today on Stock Insiders. And best of luck with what you're doing over there at the moment. Thank Chrissy. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Symbol Solutions, that's the ASX code is SIS, helping companies worldwide measure and ultimately reduce their carbon footprint and, as Fatty explained, operating costs. The platform is poised to take advantage of that global push we've got at the moment for carbon management and reporting. If you're keen to jump on board after what you've heard today, as always, remember DYOR, dive in, do your own research, and we'll talk next time on Stock Insiders.